This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in a quiet week ahead of the Christmas holiday. RCM Ag Services market analyst Steve Wagner said the holiday trading mindset began as early as Monday. We're going into holiday mode, and, and I really don't think there's a whole lot anybody's uh, too excited about. And the beans were lower and now have rebounded, and, and corn and, and wheat have come off their lows. But bottom line, I think it's the same thing. The market just doesn't have an incentive to either go quite a bit lower or quite a bit higher. There's just not the activity that it would take to do that. Progressive ag marketing market analyst Brian Strauman said the grain trade was just thin. It's kind of a quiet trade here today. Uh, you know, you look at the soybean market, maybe a little softer tone this week. The funds have been long that market, and I think they lightened up on some of those positions. Uh, and a lot of that coming with that weather forecast for Brazil. Now we'll see if that does materialize or not. But uh, uh, in the, actually in this morning's run, it did look like it got a little drier. So, uh, you know, come Monday night into Tuesday morning, uh, that forecast will be uh, playing a big part in that market uh, as we start uh, the uh, the new week here right after Christmas. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose said thin light trade had the grains just sliding into the close been a market that just has kind of continued to drift lower for the most part. Uh, corn uh, from top to bottom uh, this week lost uh, 18 cents. Soybeans about 33 cents. So, um, you know, we had some uh, risk premium being taken out of the market with increased uh, rain. Is it a pattern change in that uh, dry areas in northern Brazil, central Brazil? We will see. NOPA crushed numbers uh, this week. 189 million bushels of soybeans were crushed in November. That's the second highest all-time crush for any month. That after the record set this past October. Soybean oil stocks increased 7% to 1.21 billion pounds. Traders continue to watch South American weather. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says South America still expected to harvest a large soybean crop. On the forecast, you see rains coming for Brazil. Um, when you look at kind of the anomaly and see is this normal, it is still like slightly below normal precipitation, but it's precipitation nonetheless. And I think that's what's struggling for this market is they're looking at it and they're saying, hey, um, there is some rains out there and to feed a bull, uh, what stories are we going to give them? Because the, the bull has already chewed through some reductions in Brazil's crop. Ag resource company market analyst Nathan Lowe's, he says, keep in mind that Argentina's crop is much better than last year. However, he doesn't see the rebound in the soybean crop. They're having much of an impact on prices. Certainly have, uh, uh, um, you know, better Argentine crop. Of course, they don't export a whole lot. So, it's it's really the it's going to be the soy product markets where they potentially have the big their crop will have the biggest impact on U.S. meal uh, exports. Of course, we're no longer exporting soybean oil. That's all staying here in the country for uh, biofuel. As of December 1, the potatoes held in storage in the U.S., totaling 285 million hundredweight. That's up 10% from December of 2022. That represents 66% of the production during the past year. In North Dakota, 74% of this year's crop is in storage. In Minnesota, that number is 68%. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
Hear from some of the top industry specialists from around the world of agriculture by attending an Ag Focus conference hosted by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Take in a day of learning by picking from three conference options, each featuring a unique agenda. Join the Ag Country team in Wilmer, Minnesota, Fargo, North Dakota, or Jamestown, North Dakota. Can't make it in person? No problem. You can watch the Ag Focus Fargo conference virtually. Visit eggcountry.com slash events for more details and registration. This is Tyler Donaldson from the Red River Farm Network wishing you and your family peace, health, and prosperity in the new year. The Christmas season is a special time and an opportunity to thank you for being part of the Red River Farm Network audience. We're delivering farm news, market analysis, and weather information to help you and your farming operation. We are proud to be reporting agriculture's business. Again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Red River Farm Network. This is a look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The Biden administration said on Friday it's reopening two key international crossings between Texas and Mexico. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said operations were to resume at 2 p.m. Eastern at the International Railway Crossing bridges at Eagle Pass and El Paso, Texas. The Treasury Department will use the GREET model as it allocates tax credits for sustainable aviation fuel. This is the first step in the process and has the potential to be big news for renewable fuels made from soybeans and corn. Under the current guidance, sustainable aviation fuel made from corn-based ethanol is not eligible for the tax incentive. However, the adoption of the GREAT model is considered a positive move by ag groups and the biofuels industry. EPA has proposed its final rule for year-round sales of E15 to the White House Office of Management and Budget for review. South Dakota Corn Growers Association Executive Director Danita Murray notes that E15's broader impact may be what's holding things up. I mean, they talk about the fact that while this, as you noted, is is technically a rule that will affect eight states, they talk about the nationwide kind of impact uh, to the fuel systems and different blends that are going to be impacted uh, across the country. So EPA is is basically telling the court that there's broader implications on, on this final rule than, than just eight states. Though the final rule has been proposed, the OMB still needs to finalize and publish the rule, which, according to Murray, could take some time. The Labor Department has completed its annual update for the mandated wages for H-2A workers. Effective January 1st, the average hourly wage is $18.50 per hour in Minnesota and $18.32 per hour in North Dakota and South Dakota. That's above the national average of $16.98 per hour. Meanwhile, the National Council of Agricultural Employers has petitioned the Labor Department to change the methodology for determining adverse wage effect rates for H-2A workers. The United States is part of a new multinational naval force that will protect ships in the Red Sea. Operation Prosperity Guardian is the name of this mission, and it also includes the United Kingdom, Bahrain, France, and Norway. Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates were asked to join the effort but chose not to participate. 
The security forces will protect cargo ships from ballistic missiles and drone attacks. The Houthi group originally said it was targeting ships with a connection to Israel, but attacks have now expanded beyond that. Political instability in Somalia also raises the risk of piracy in the Red Sea region. The board of directors for Ag Country Farm Credit Services and Kansas-based Frontier Farm Credit, along with Omaha-based Farm Credit Services of America, have signed a collaboration contract. With the agreement, the three associations will share leadership, strategic planning, and technology while retaining local independent boards, offices, and cash patronage programs. Ag Country President and CEO Mark Nisley says the collaboration is designed to provide the benefits of scale while maintaining local control. It's not a merger. Uh, they'll, they'll remain uh, independent and independent associations, and that means we're not going to be commingling balance sheets and, and all of that. The boards of directors will still be independently elected by the stockholders in those association territories. And again, just kind of bringing the, the best of what you can get out of working together with others on a, in a contractual arrangement, still leveraging the just the, I think, the, the goodwill and the reputation and the brand that Ag Country has worked hard to develop over the course of the uh, over the course of many decades uh, going back. So we're excited. This collaboration contract will take effect April 1st at the earliest. Communications outreach to the farmer members will continue during that process. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. If you have farmland and are thinking of selling or would like help negotiating with tenants, Red River Land Company can help. Hi, this is Chris Griffin with Red River Land Company. Our company and its founder, John Botsford, have a long history of helping owners successfully sell their farmland or maintain their farmland through our farm management services. We pride ourselves in being a trusted resource and would be happy to meet with you to formulate a plan to best accomplish your goals for the land. Go to redriverlandco.com to set up a meeting with us today. Red River Land Company, your trusted name in farm real estate. Imagine this. You gather a stadium full of farmers, step up to the podium, and tell them about your business. What would that be worth to you and your company? This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network. We fill that stadium every day with some of the most progressive-minded, forward-thinking farmers and ranchers around the world. Find out how the Red River Farm Network can carry your message to farmers and ranchers. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Weekend rainfall in Brazil was confined to Rio Grande do Sul, Santa Catarina, and southern Parana. Hot, dry conditions were seen throughout the rest of the country. World Weather Incorporated says the chance for rain is expected to increase this week. Most areas should see some relief before the end of the week. El Nino has peaked. World Weather Incorporated senior ag meteorologist Drew Lerner says effects have not been as drastic as expected. El Nino uh, was expected to be a, an aggressive event that would leave a lot of the tropics in the world with drier than normal weather. There was all kinds of forecasts early in the year that this El Nino was going to be very intense and was going to have a big negative impact and that sent the commodity futures markets running wild. I think we saw highs in the sugar futures markets. We saw the same thing with cocoa. And in retrospect, this El Nino has certainly not lived up to what everyone was concerned with. And many of these areas I just mentioned actually ended up with a relatively good distribution of rain. World weather expects a weakening El Nino should bring moisture to the northern plains.
should be able to help us get a couple of rogue storms to work their way through the region, especially after El Nino's had a chance to weaken for a few weeks. So I'm thinking late in the winter uh, and early in the spring, we ought to do better with precipitation across the region as this event becomes fairly weak. Now, in the nearer term, we may get a couple of weak little systems that will kind of tease us a little bit with a little bit of light moisture. I don't think anybody will complain too much about that. But the the bottom line is that I think the window of opportunity for better uh, finish to winter and start to spring is, is relatively good for a lot of us. There is the potential for dryness to return in the northern plains and western Corn Belt in the spring and summer months. If La Nina returns, these tendencies would increase, but learners said that the confidence in that scenario is very low. Argentina, southern Brazil, Uruguay, and Paraguay are expected to see favorable weather over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says enough moisture is expected to stimulate aggressive crop development. World Weather says center west, northeastern, and northern central Brazil crop areas may have to deal with erratic rain for a while, but there is growing confidence of better rainfall as we move into the new year. Grand Forks-based National Weather Service forecaster Blake Rafferty says fog in the Red River Valley will stick around into tomorrow before a storm system moves into the southern part of the region. Traveling tomorrow morning might be a little bit difficult with uh, areas of dense fog. Tomorrow, though, is looking warmer than today. Today will be in the 30s across the area. Saturday should be 40s for most of the area. But if that fog hangs on, we might not get quite as warm if it's like today where it just won't go away. And then as we approach Christmas, that's where that storm system is going to start to impact the area. It doesn't look like a lot of precipitation with it right now, but there's a lot of uncertainty with how it's going to fall. Temperatures are going to be right around freezing, so rain, snow, mixed precipitation are all possible Sunday into Monday. The best chance right now is the southern Red River Valley into adjacent areas of west-central Minnesota. Temperatures are expected to stay above average into the extended forecast. The weather should quiet, be, be much quieter. Um, we're not really seeing any signs of any other troublemakers for any travel worries. Um, temperatures still, though, above average, probably staying in the 20s to 30s for most of the area. And high temperatures for late December should be in the upper teens to lower 20s. So very warm still, probably 5 to 10 degrees above average through the new year. When you look at the three- to four-week outlooks from the Climate Prediction Center, they still favor above-average temperatures for our area. A storm system is expected to bring rain and snow to parts of the northern plains late this weekend into Christmas Day. World Weather Incorporated says a zone of freezing rain and sleet is possible along and near the border of the Dakotas and Minnesota could cause some travel delays. The northwestern portion of the northern plains will miss out on the storm system and remain dry. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Tyler Donaldson. The holidays are upon us and 2023 is drawing to a close. From all of us at Wilbur Ellis, we'd like to thank you for your trust and partnership this year. We're truly better together, and we're grateful for the opportunity to support the success of your operation. We wish you a happy holiday season filled with joy, and we look forward to helping you grow in 2024. Connect with the Wilbur Ellis team in Grand Forks to be set up for success in the new year. Call 701-746-5495 or visit wilburellisagribusiness.com to learn more. This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network wishing you the very best of this Christmas season. On behalf of Colleen, Randy, Tyler, Whitney, Ashley, Jay, Dave, and Drew, thanks for listening to the Red River Farm Network. This has been an unbelievable year, and we're proud to be delivering the news, markets, and weather information that our farmers and ranchers depend upon. Once again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
from the Red River Farm Network.